Today on City Cash Chicago, get your popcorn and five-minute standing ovations ready. The Chicago International Film Festival is back for its 58th year with screenings at venues across the city and virtually. Now, the fest features big-budget films, international indies, festival darlings, documentaries, and, of course, local filmmakers. Writer Lee John Greco is back in the building to share the details on a few films with some Chi-Town connections. It's Thursday, October 13th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Lee, just to check in again, it's John, Jean Greco. John Greco. Just think like it means John the Greek. You don't have to Frenchify it. (laughs) People love doing that. They're like, Lee Jean Greco, like I stole a loaf of bread. Welcome back to CityCast, Lee. Hey, thanks so much for having me again. You got a great list of of features here. Let's start with Steve James' documentary, A Compassionate Spy. Steve James is the acclaimed filmmaker who directed classics like Hoop Dreams, The Interrupters, Life Itself, and more. A Compassionate Spy follows Ted Hall, who is this young scientist working on the Manhattan Project, I believe. And, And Lee, he makes a kind of a really scary, pivotal decision in the midst of World War II. What was that? Yeah, so he is about 19 years old uh, when he's working on the Manhattan Project. And uh, he basically is afraid that the U.S. has a monopoly on nuclear power. So during World War II, he begins passing some of these nuclear secrets to the Soviets, who, uh, as Steve James points out, were our allies during that time. But uh, our government apparently did not wish to share nuclear secrets with them. Um, This, of course, becomes a bit more of a problem after World War II ends, and then we're engaged in a Cold War with the Soviet Union. It feels like a little departure for James. You know, why did he choose to title the documentary A Compassionate Spy? Yeah, you know, I asked James whether he wanted to build empathy with Ted Hall, the main character here, and here's what he said. This is a film that's sympathetic towards Ted, but it also, I think, leaves plenty of room through comments made by others uh, for you as a viewer to decide whether you think what he did was right or not, um, or naive or brash and and unwarranted. Uh, But the film is sympathetic towards Ted because uh, I'm sympathetic towards what Ted did and Whatever, whatever the judgment about the act, his intentions, I think, were were courageous. Some of the pivotal scenes from the film take place here in Chicago, one of them being when Ted proposes uh, to his partner, Joan. You know, how did James recreate those type of scenes in this documentary? So this is really fascinating because James is doing something he's never done in a documentary before, which is shoot reenactments. Um, You know, this is very different from uh, if you've ever seen, uh, you know, the PBS documentaries uh, that have the Ken Burns effect. Uh, You know, it's not just a bunch of photos that they're zooming in on uh, with interviews interspersed. Mm -hmm. Um, So... It's interviews with Joan, Ted's wife, and then uh, these reenactments uh, with actors that are shot in these really vivid colors. Big History Channel vibe. Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, very similar. 
So, how did he pop the question? He said, Joan, I love you, will you marry me? And I said, yes. <laughs> Out lying on the floor. Because both of us were Jewish and complete atheists, we said we'd like a non-religious ceremony. And uh, suddenly Ted went all serious and he said, there's something I have to tell you. You know, right now, tensions with Russia are, you know, at, you know, probably some of the worst place they've been in, in our lifetime and, and are especially up since the war in Ukraine broke out. You know, why is this film so important at this moment? Yeah, I mean, that's so interesting because I spoke with Steve about where this film fits in today. And he told me um, that too few people have a real understanding of what the U.S. did at Los Alamos and then what happened with Japan. Um, and he also mentioned just sort of the American understanding of the end of World War II. He was saying basically we have this conception that you know, we were the heroes and we won the war and that's kind of the end of history after that. Um, so I think he means to paint a little bit more of a nuanced picture here. That's A Compassionate Spy by documentarian Steve James, which is screening now at the Chicago International Film Festival. Lee, you talked to another filmmaker, Alex Heller, who wrote, directed, and stars in The Year Between. Uh, this film is based on a very personal experience that Alex had when she was a freshman in college uh, back in 2012. You know, how, how much of this film is autobiographical? So in talking with Alex, it uh, turns out a lot. Uh, and she doesn't just pull from her own experience. She also drew inspiration from the people who were around her when she was going through this. I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder in the spring of 2012, which is the second half of my freshman year of college. Uh, I would say all the parts that deal with mental illness in the film are autobiographical, taken directly from my experiences and um, my issues I've had with treatment. I've now been um, sort of formally in treatment, I guess, for a little over 10 years. And a lot of the family members and friends and really actually all characters in the movie are inspired by people who have been meaningful along that decade long journey. One of those people that's really important is Alex's father, who in the film is played uh, by Steve Buscemi. Um, what were experiences like working with him? Yeah. So Steve Buscemi, who's, you know, always really great. He can do comedy. He can do drama. Uh, we, of course, know him as a really great character actor. Uh, he plays this really sweet, optimistic father, which is, you know, a bit of a departure from some of his previous work and definitely from his darker characters. In this, he really compliments um, Clemence's character, which is played by Alex Heller, um, really nicely. And his experience as an actor and director mirrored Alex's as well. The fact that he would even, I mean, him and Jay, the, that they would even do a movie of this size, you know, that alone like sort of speaks to who they are, I think, as people and actors, because, because people at that professional level don't need to do projects like this. Um, they don't pay. And like, like I made the same amount of money acting in this movie that Steve did. You know, everyone like the, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like this big pay. So it's like people are connecting to the subject matter and the script and the story and the characters 
And that is just the best place to enter a project like this with the actors in it. Yeah. And in that clip, uh, she refers to Jay, who's Jay Smith Cameron. Um, She's from Succession and she plays her mom in this film. Nice. That's the year between starring Alex Heller, who is also the director and the writer of the script. Uh, You can see that at the Chicago International Film Festival. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patient smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you could transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts, your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. Let's talk about some of the other Chicago films showing at this festival. We got a timely drama called Jane, which follows the underground abortion group, The Janes, who are based in Hyde Park, my neighborhood. Can you tell us a little bit about this film? Yeah, so Call Jane stars Elizabeth Banks as Joy, a married, well-to-do Chicago suburbanite whose second pregnancy threatens her life. And when she appeals to an all-male hospital board for what's called a therapeutic termination, they reject her request. So with no legal way to get an abortion, she turns to the Janes, and she ends up joining the underground abortion network herself. Which one of you is Jane? (laughs) We're all Jane. We have organizing meetings. That's the address. How are we going to get through them all? This 11-year-old girl deserves it. Well, this lady has cancer. She was raped. It has to be random. It's life or death for some of them. It's life or death for all of them. What are critics saying about this film? So much attention has, you know, come to this collective between documentaries, this film over the last few months and the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Uh, How are people responding to it? Critics have given Call Jane mostly positive reviews. They've singled out performances from Banks and her co-star Sigourney Weaver. Um, But some have noted that this is a bit of an oversimplified story about the Janes. And, you know, I think some audience members might bristle at the choice to focus a film about abortion in the 1970s on a conventionally pretty white wealthy woman. And then we got another documentary about a Chicago crime boss, but it's not another, you know, uh, a little uh, John Dillinger, Al Capone story. It's called King of Kings Chasing Edward Jones. Uh, So who was Eddie Edward Jones? 
Yeah, so Edward Jones was a black crime boss who was known as the policy king on Chicago's South Side uh, back in the 30s and 40s. Um, And Jacoby, I know you might be able to explain a little bit more about policy because you guys did an episode on this. It's basically like the precursor to the lottery. When people talked about running numbers through the South and West Side, they was talking about playing policy in the 30s and 40s. And a lot of that money got funneled back into the community. And so, you know, much of early Bronx during depression era was was sustained by you know folks like Jones giving out loans propping up small businesses you know and some people were able to you know to, to actually win hit those numbers yeah it's kind of like a godfather situation in that way yeah um yeah kind of uplifting the community maybe. I romanticize a lot it was a lot of you know it was, it was a, a lot of other things going on you know with numbers come everything else guns drugs and the likes but you know There's probably a lot we could dig into about, you know, (laughs) the legitimacy of power in America, but that's probably for another podcast. Um, But yeah, (laughs) Um, as far as this documentary, you know, like you mentioned, um, you know, Jones and his brother uh, became incredibly wealthy from this. Uh, They ran a multi-million dollar syndicate in Chicago, um, but ultimately they were forced to flee Mexico in the mid-1940s. You know, are there any other films with Chicago connections that you're looking forward to? Yeah, so a bit of a tangential Chicago connection here, but Katherine Hahn, she's a Northwestern graduate. Um, She stars in the new Knives Out sequel, Glass Onion, um, Mm -hmm. which I'm I'm super excited excited about. I'm looking forward to it. I can't lie. (laughs) And it's coming at just the right season. Knives Mm -hmm. Out is a perfect October, November cozy murder um i I just (laughs) it's such an interesting a cozy murder nothing like a good cozy murder (laughs) makes me want to snuggle up with some tea and you know um but yeah so Catherine hahn's actually gonna be here um if you want to check that out um they're showing the movie at music box on october 18th jonathan majors is also gonna be here Folks might know him from Lovecraft Country. He's going to or receive- Twitter all week. Has he been all over Twitter this week? Yeah, they just dropped a, a men's fitness cover with my boy. He oh, out here. the men's got, journal. Got a, got, yeah, he got a dog on his shoulder. So, other than his talent for being extremely handsome on Twitter, um, <laughs> like I said, he's receiving an artistic achievement award um, on October 22nd. Um, he has a new film out, Devotion, uh, where it's a fighter pilot epic set during the Korean War. And if you like Top Gun, it's also got Glenn Powell in it, um, who seems to be making a career out of playing pilots. Um, yeah, buddy got her going to, going to flight school on his on his days off. I mean, and that's that's hard work. I've I've been in a fighter jet myself and thrown up at four point five G's. It's not a day in the park. And yes, somehow that's one of the coolest sentences that has ever been uttered on CityCast <laughs> Chicago. Yeah, if you ever get up in a plane, don't eat Chick-fil-A beforehand. <laughs> Lee John Greco is a journalist in Chicago who covered the Chicago International Film Festival for us over here at CityCast. We got links to all the films we talked about today in our show notes. Lee, thank you so much for stopping by CityCast. Thanks so much for having me. 
Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Public health officials say the city could be bracing for another wave of COVID-19 infections as less than 10% of eligible Chicagoans have gotten the newest variant fighting booster shot. Shout out to the artist Amanda Williams, you Chicago criminologist Ruben Miller, and composer Tamika Reed on their MacArthur Genius Grants. What he used to say, I'm rooting for everybody black, ain't nothing changed. There's some good news to get you through. Halloween celebrations are picking up around the city this week. From my Chatham neighbors, catch Ghostbusters in West Chatham Park tomorrow night. And from my Portage Park friends, this Saturday, a costume parade and candy giveaway in your neighborhood. For more of the best Halloween parties, subscribe to our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. As always, we appreciate you for listening. I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Now, I don't, what, what am I doing sweeping gestures for? Like, there was no need it's to because even it's open my, my Italian is getting on you. It was, I was like, lead Just threw my hands in it. You the can't air. say my name without gesticulating <laughs> wildly. That's how you pronounce, that's how you know you're pronouncing it right when you start <laughs> waving your arms.